0: Cheers. Back by popular demand. The death penalty. I know. State sanctioned murder.
1: It uh, was actually, as it turns out, a very popular subject that we briefly covered. Yeah. So given the reaction, it's worth kind of revisiting. And there was also an issue. Uh, so I want to I look at the pros and the cons in terms of should it come back or not. Um, comments that have been left. We had a bunch of comments on ours. These are very similar. We did a ton of comments
0: about at least our opposition to the death penalty and it was like scary
1: and uh and then we also couldn't cover we couldn't get into um the risk of wrongful convictions uh how false confessions come about so I want to talk about that too because it is kind of fascinating and counterintuitive that you know we just think well if they confessed I mean he would he would confess to something like a murder they didn't do
0: right but um, and then get the death penalty
1: I know. So what we'd originally started talking about is like me saying, I can't believe over 50% of Canadians support the death penalty. Right. And that's about a standard in the States. The current number is 60%. So we can assume that, you know, more than half of our audience likely thinks that the death penalty should come back. So, you know, there's an acknowledgement there that a bunch of people do and we're going to look at their reasons.
0: Yeah. And you know, whenever I make commentary on radio or media about the fitness of a sentence, um, there is this thirst for, you know, more draconian laws and for more harsher penalties, and you can't get harsher than the death penalty. Right.
1: But and there's, there's no a, going back. No, there's no
0: going. <laughs> yeah, like I think I said, you, you can't undo a death penalty sentence if it's already executed. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going to get into this. But I just, just out of curiosity. What countries around the world still have the death penalty?
1: Well, there's so many countries, and I don't even know half of them. So, Does anybody want to know? I'm constantly surprised. when I'd be like, that's a country. (laughs) So let's go.
0: Okay, but this is really interesting. Okay, so without making any judgment, what I think we spoke about last time was it's too much power to have in a state's hand, so government should not have the ability to execute people, state-sanctioned murder, I think is wrong, and too much power in the hands of the government. Uh, I, I think I understand how horrific crime can be and how horrific a, a murder can be, and therefore you want to put somebody to death, but I think it's wrong.
1: Well, that's this is vigilantism, though. This is why we actually have legal systems that are built to try and protect against you know mob mob rule, basically. Right, and and
0: and you know, there's that saying. You know, the, we judge a society by the way they uh, treat their criminals, right? So, but here, this is interesting. So the United States, these are countries around the world that still have the death penalty.
1: It's not every state in the States, but, okay. but they still allow for it. Well, well, USA
0: has it in various states. Saudi Arabia, Iran, Egypt, China, Sudan, North Korea. There's a surprise. South Sudan, Somalia, Pakistan. Singapore, that's for throwing a cigarette on the ground, Kuwait, Ethiopia, Yemen, Bahrain, Afghanistan, United Arab Emirates, Iraq, Comoros, which apparently has lovely beaches, Guyana, Uganda, and South Korea, which surprised me. We talk about crime rates and and we're gonna go through the, the, the pros and cons, but there's this ridiculous concept that the death penalty, aside from denouncing the crime and for retribution, will have some impact on crime rates.
1: Yeah, well, I wanted to mention a couple Which of comments is absurd, too. So we'll
0: talk about it.
1: Some of the comments were kind of surprising. I um, see so they go. It's common for these criminals to commit a crime shortly thereafter, and there was a similar comment that basically said, "Yes, that it was better to kill one innocent person, recognizing there's wrongful convictions." Can uh, you say that slowly? That the comment was that it's better to kill one innocent person than to let a murderer go free. That was a comment. Yeah, right. and I suppose the premise is that a murderer will kill more than one innocent person. Right. So they think it's a good balance. Okay. Right, so, so that's the kind of thinking. Uh, we did see a comment on um, our TikTok channel that I thought was, was really helpful. That the person said emotionally they want the death penalty back, but logically they did not.
0: That's a very helpful comment. Yeah. So from an emotional standpoint, something horrific happens. You lose a family member. To a horrific crime, we've got these serial killers, and you know you have a solid conviction. Okay, so you will ponder death penalty emotionally is very satisfying. It can bring closure, um, and somehow the death of the uh, uh, the criminal will satisfy to some extent the loss suffered,
1: and a sense of balance. I also think too that. Because we have this fear of, um, of death, which some people you know say that they don't, that they have come to terms with it, but the fear is based on, um, from very good research, is based on not knowing when and how you could die. And so I think that there's a sense of safety that people get thinking that their children are safer, they have to worry less about being attacked when they're sleeping in their own home and stuff like that. if um if murderers are put to death so i think as there's opposed an element to sitting
0: safety. in a prison for the rest of their natural life
1: mm-hmm. And there was another interesting comment actually that they uh some people were saying you know it's an easy way out to have them be killed it's almost you know better to make them suffer and, and rot in jail and then somebody said oh people should be given an option you know if they want to rot in jail for the rest of their life with no parole or if they want to actually you know be be killed well
0: you know that's interesting Um, If I'm correct, Timothy McVeigh in the United States, who did the Domestic Terrorist Act and and uh, bombed that federal building, he did not oppose the death penalty and didn't appeal. Okay. So that's interesting because you can fight... That's an interesting example of somebody who accepted the fate.
1: Oh, and there was one other comment that stands out in my mind too where they said, the death penalty is too easy now because uh, it's not as painful anymore as the electric chair used to be. So they actually that we should not just have the death penalty back, but that we should try to find the cruelest way of doing it possible.
0: Well, we can only speak to Iran. This has
1: been going on for a long time. The, uh, you know, the debate about whether it's moral and just or whether it's, uh, it undermines the civility of our society. So I just think it does. This is
0: why I, I seem so glib about it. I just think this is not a moral act. And it, it, it cuts at the heart of who we are as a society. And I think civility in the way we treat our criminals, no matter how horrific, they'll go to jail for the rest of their lives, 23-hour lockdown in a cell. That's fine, but I just don't believe in state-sanctioned murder. It's government power. It's overreach. I don't like the concept. And they'll talk. Look, there's. I've always let's thought go through that this. I mean, the justice a of system
1: it. was supposed to be focused on rehabilitation. Is I've always thought that, but then. I've I've come to learn that it has a retributive, retributive?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so so there's a number of factors. So when you're sentencing a person, uh, one of the factors we like to focus on is rehabilitation. But there's also what we call either retributive justice or denunciation. So you have to denounce the crime. So there's an element in sentencing where the crime is so bad, you have to denounce it for what it is. And the sentence uh, plays that out and it is a punitive component. It's retributive in a sense that also, you know, it's it's, it's justice for. Whoa, what... whoa.
1: actually, before we get into that, you know what I think we need? What? Chris A. C.
0: We need Christopher.
1: Oh my God! It's like the magic of the internet. Oh my God! This is Chris A. C. All of a sudden, and what are you holding?
2: Oh, uh, I, I was just in my office, and somebody clicked their heels three times, I think, and I <laughs> suddenly appeared. I was uh, just taking a look at the sentencing provisions of the criminal code. Wow.
0: What a coincidence. What are our our principles of sentencing, Chris?
2: Uh, So I heard you guys talking about uh, some of the uh, principles that underlie our sentencing regime here in Canada. And uh, funny enough, it's actually in the criminal code, a specific uh, enunciation of the principles that have to be taken into consideration. And so, obviously, the fundamental purpose of sentencing is to protect society and to contribute along with crime prevention initiatives to respect for the law and the maintenance of a just, peaceful, and safe society. So, a court has to take into consideration denunciation. So, What does that mean? Well, it means uh, actually... imposing a sentence that demonstrates our social reprehension towards whatever the offense was. Right. So, um and you know, that's an aspect that because there are other elements such as rehabilitation or taking a person outside of the community for the safety of the community. Incapacitation. And- Right, incapacitated so that they can't uh, re-offend again, um, provide reparations to the victims of crime, and to promote a sense of responsibility in the offender.
0: What about deterrence? That's a really con- that's a, that's so a so one, of the com- one of the
1: comments that's really common, and, and it plays a role in our pro and con arguments article here, is uh, this idea of an eye for an eye.
0: Retributive yes. justice.
2: Well, what's what's actually funny about an eye for an eye is it's uh, if you actually go back and understand where that comes from, it's a limiting principle, right? Um, this is it,
1: such an interesting point
2: because you know prior to you know it used to be that
1: uh, it plays a role in Merchant of Venice too.
2: Small small fronts to a community would lead to bloodlust, and you know. Uh, a uh, type of uh, retribution that was disproportionate to the original you know harm uh, you know that was done to the person and the principle of an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth was to limit a wholesale <laughs> violence that could ensue as a result of that now of course we use it you know people who generally call for that um, think of it as a manner to increase the penalty as opposed to uh, put a cap but
1: on But in it. most death penalty cases, it's murder. So they'd be it's a murder for a murder. Yeah. yeah. So it would still apply.
0: Yeah, but well, it's, it's, not, it's, not, a, it's not an applicable principle. So as, as, as Chris is saying, it was a limiting principle and it's not really apt to be applied in this way for a murder and then a death penalty. That's not what the concept is meant for so but it's just it, it's a what do you call it a colloquial term that's what it's come to be right. but it's yeah. not really anything meaningful in law or frankly in sentencing
1: yeah well so we have all of these top arguments that are made both for and, Pros and, and against cons. the
0: death penalty so it's kind of interesting to look at them I, i'm just amazed that this is still a debate and, and and before you appeared and you clicked your heels two times and arrived i had read out a list My of, the countries, <laughs> of the countries in the world that have the death penalty a lot, not that as many as you f-ing think. Really, so it's like you know, the United States, Iran, China, North Korea, China. Like, if you think about just before we get into this for a second, you know, other European countries, they don't have the death penalty, and crime rates are steady or going down. They have a much more holistic process to social, uh, social services, to uh, education, healthcare, um, supporting communities and and to the criminal justice system and guess what their crime rates are much lower in the united states where we have the bloodthirst, and now sipping into canada yeah. we're, we're it, it is totally um, regressive.
1: But we previously made a, you know, humorous point too that, like, you know, well, was not completely humorous. I didn't humorous, mean to be humorous, but, but no, about you know, criminals not actually looking up what the penalties are for certain things, you know, before they, before they decide. And we were joking about. it was like, maybe I'll just attempt a murder because the penalty is lower,
0: right? I, I had a client call me once. He said, I'm thinking about an armed robbery, <laughs> but I don't have a, I don't have a criminal code. Can you just, Joe? Can you just do me a favor and flip to section 348? Just tell me what the penalties are and. I said yeah sure. Okay, so it's up to life in prison. Go, oh, fuck, okay, forget it. I'm I'm just going to do a theft.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Cuz that's that's what lawyers are there for. <laughs> no, I, I mean there's this argument on the level of There's this committed. fallacious <laughs>
0: this, this bullshit specious argument about deterrence. I know. All the time. It deterrence only works for those who are marginally criminal, right? Those who are generally innocent law-abiding people but step over for some reason. Something happened in their lives. And, and they get burned by the criminal law, they get sentenced, they'll never do it again. But those who commit crimes and who are habitual criminals don't give a flying f- about deterrence. It's, it's, it's a bullshit scenario.
2: But those people who are deterred are deterred by the stigma of being convicted.
0: Never mind the sentence.
2: Yes, it's not, it's not the actual imprisonment that is the deterrence. It is the collateral effect of a conviction and the stigma of going through the criminal justice system yeah, themselves. I agree. So general deterrence, because there's of course difference between general deterrence and specific deterrence. General deterrence being, uh, I have to punish this particular individual so that it, you know, sends a message to the rest of uh, young men out there and it's typically or women. well, it's typically, you know, when deterrence is really kind of used as a sentencing principle tends to be applied to young men in particular. Um, but of course th- the evidence of that, and those from marginalized, discriminated
0: communities right. disproportionately
2: disproportionately, right. That's exactly disproportionately it.
1: Disproportionately end up on death row. Well, that's We're
2: gonna it, get there. Yeah. Right. So that's general deterrence. Specific deterrence is to, you know, meet out a punishment that's painful enough to this particular individual so that they don't do it again.
0: Well, death sentence would do that. So what Sorry? Are, so go through it. Let, let's let talk about it. There's, Your eyes are you, better you, than mine, so you can... I, f- reading I don't know. Par- <laughs> You've you, you got this great uh, piece about the pros and cons uh, for the death penalty. This is great that you pulled up. So
1: Which we should say came from... It says at the top of the thing, it's Procon
0: org. .org. And so uh, one of the pros, for example, is they're dead. Proponents of the death penalty being legal... Okay, just give me a break. (laughs) Proponents of the death penalty being legal argue that such a harsh penalty is needed for criminals who have committed the worst crimes, that the punishment deters crime, and that the U.S. Supreme Court has upheld the death penalty as constitutional. Uh, uh, Okay. (laughs) Con. And then we'll talk about it. Con. Opponents of the death penalty being legal... Argue that the punishment is cruel and unusual, thus unconstitutional. That innocent people are put to death for crimes they did not commit, and the penalty is disproportionately applied to people of color. An
1: interesting point. Not just people of color. Um, one of the one of the reasons that they stopped um, in states that have the death penalty stopped actually um, going through with it for a while was because they botched them so bad with some of these. Um, executions that it was just like brutal and and way beyond cruel and unusual. They were only half electrocuted, and they were using the wrong. No, no, no. It was like the the chemical injections or whatever yeah. the lethal injections, and they they got the mixtures wrong, and it was they didn't actually successfully kill the people for a long time, but they didn't stop trying, <laughs> kind of thing. It was like it, it was brutal. So, but,
0: but think about. Let's pause for just one second on that. You can't even f-ing kill somebody properly in a death penalty. But the they have euthanasia.
2: But that's, you know, that,
0: but that's something different. Let's not yeah. talk about that. But, that's but this is a great example of how there have been these cases in the United States where they botched the execution. Really badly. And it's caused undue harm. And it's like, just think about this as a state-sanctioned action. This is your government doing this, and they get it wrong, it, it tortures the individual, and people may not give a f**k, but that's what I mean. It's the cruelty of the state power. It's overreach. It's too much power in the hands of government, not just because they f**k it up sometimes, but because it's morally wrong. Or am I just out on a limb?
1: No, I... I, I Iran might you know, we can't, we can't assume that all of the wrongful convictions are caught prior to the death penalty being enacted. No. Absolutely not. You're absolutely correct. That's one of the justifications, is just like, oh, the legal system works because we've had wrongful convictions identified and and reversed. And so therefore the justice system is perfectly good on making sure we don't kill innocent people.
0: <laughs> but but think about that. Somebody's on death row for a decade with multiple appeals through that circarious system they have in the United States. What is the crushing psychological component of that on that individual? And then what's the reparations?
1: Well, some people would say they don't care because they believe that the person's guilty and properly convicted. So they don't care how much psychological torture they're going through.
0: But if they're innocent and, and let's say DNA exonerates them, okay, there's a, D, there's a sample at the crime scene of the homicide and this person eventually is found not to be the person whose DNA is put there. How, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? And it's not, this is not a joke. It happened in the United States and still continues to be an issue. Still
1: continues, yeah.
0: And how do you deal with that? How do you justify this? Putting that psychological torture on a human being who's innocent. And you said something really bright. And hearing people brutally
1: put to death in a very botched execution, and they're all on death row listening to the screams and all the other.
0: But you said something really, really, really bright about how the concept is that it's better to kill one innocent person than let a bunch of guilty people go free.
1: He would then go kill more innocent people than one. So,
0: so let's sacrifice innocent people.
1: Right. That's that's the attitude. It's okay. Where is this from? Was in, it, this was the, one of her comments? This was, no, this was a comment actually on this website because oh, uh, f- me. yeah.
2: Right. Well, th- you know, think about. Uh, I get bleeped. Right. I can do that. Okay. The pathologist in charge of the uh, <coughs> the children. Uh, oh, Charles. Doctor. Smith? Oh,
0: Doctor Charles. Piece of sh- Smith.
2: Those were all murder cases. Right, where children die. Baby well, syndrome. they
1: were called murder cases because they were assessed as shaken baby syndrome. Right.
0: And actually, a shout out to John Struthers. Right. Former uh, president is. of the CLA, Criminal Lawyers Association, who f***ing hated Charles Smith from the moment he set eyes on him a long time ago and had him in his sights and went after him anytime he could to say he was an absolute fraud. He was and fabricating. He was, one, he was 100% correct.
1: His yeah. forensics,
0: yeah. So those are a whole he bunch f- of and fabricated this. Yeah. A like, whole bunch we, of parents this, this was would big die. news and we just forget about it. This yeah. this pathologist who was like revered with shaken baby syndrome was was basically the convictor for people countless people for the death of babies.
1: So they lost their baby through no fault of their own and then actually got convicted of murder wrongfully and still had their lost child knowing they were being blamed for it when they just simply went to the crib and found the baby non responsive. It's, it's just horrifying what a parent must Beyond go through. Beyond horror. Yeah.
0: Beyond horror. Losing your child and then being accused of killing your child and being convicted of it wrongfully and this piece of s*** doctored his reports, lied to a court. That's the power of an expert. This is why
1: the power oh, I'm when people lose think, my here. when people think that there's this is like why actual experts forensics. are bad for court. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But let's let's look at this the the second thing here is life without parole is an option. So said uh, you know suggested by some as an alternative punishment for the death penalty and then people who say that would be preferable uh, say replacing the death penalty with life without parole um, argue that imprisoning someone for the duration of their life is more humane than the death penalty and a uh, more fitting penalty that allows the criminal to think about what they've done and reduces the chance of executing an innocent person now those against this option say that replacing the death penalty with life without parole is just an alternate death penalty and parole should always be considered uh, even if the prisoner never earns the privilege while other opponents argue that life without parole is not a harsh enough punishment for murderers and terrorists yeah we we've had some stuff in canada recently about access to parole and whether or not somebody should ever be denied parole
0: yeah, so there's a Supreme Court of Canada decision recently that struck down consecutive life sentences for uh, multiple homicides. And there was a big uproar. It was a 9-2-0 uh, decision. And, uh, you know, people went crazy going, this is horrific. It victimizes the victims. It re-victimizes them because they have to show up at parole hearings. On and on and on. And I totally get the pain. Totally get it. 100% we get it. We're, we are not indifferent to this in any way, shape, or form. It's, we get it but life a sentence for somebody who kills more than one person, you're
1: yeah, not getting out of parole. It's not going to happen. Like Paul Bernardo in Canada will never get parole.
0: Serial killers don't get parole. No. But he has Multiple homicides. He'll come up parole. for
1: parole and then he'll be denied, just like Manson, Charles right. Manson. So the whole the States, idea yeah.
0: is that be, coming up for parole is, is re-victimizing the families. And and as, and as I said, and I didn't mean this in a callous way, send in your victim impact statement, never show up. Because unless the parole board are a bunch of f***ing morons, yeah. you know unless they're just absolute idiots, everybody will read it and understand what's going on and will never grant parole. Why? Because the risk profile of these offenders will never go down. That's what the issue is. They are a high risk to community to keep offending. And they, and, and it's not lost on people who are on the parole board that they should remain in jail when they've killed one, two, three, four or five people. And there are people who've committed homicides, just one, and they're still in jail beyond their 25-year period Yeah. in a first-degree murder.
1: It can depend on how brutal it was and and the nature of the crime.
0: Life is life. So this concept of you know consecutive life sentences is just simply an importation of the U.S. experiment, which doesn't f***ing work. Because if we look south, it's not like we're deterring crime down there. Murder is like an everyday episode. It's like a sport down there
1: oh I Sorry,
0: know. everybody who watches from the United States. I love you guys. You got a great country, Buffalo wings, Anchor Bar, right on. But it's like a sport,
1: you know. You go to Pittsburgh. They have more homicides on a weekend than we do in a year, which brings up like point number three: deterrence. We've already kind of covered. I'm still so getting <laughs>
0: really bad comments from the U.S., aren't I? Anyways,
1: oh well, me we know It just doesn't work. Over half of our audience supports the death penalty, so it's not it, it, moral. It's not moral. When I read out the list of
0: countries that have the death penalty, it was not a f-ing joke. You're in your top three with Iran, Somalia, Pakistan. Like, who do you want to be in your top five with? North Korea?
1: <laughs> like,
0: seriously. Why does Germany not have it? Why does France not have it? Why does Great Britain not have it? Why do the Netherlands not have it? You know why? Because we're not f-ing idiots. They understand what enlightenment is. A country, you know, a civil society is truly determined by the way we treat our criminals. You will get a life sentence. You'll be stuck in a cell. To go back to one of our original comments. And you should never see the day of light. And you should be treated like that. But we do not give that power to a government agency. It's not moral.
1: It's overreaching. But you're making a point that we kind of started out with too. Somebody said emotionally they supported the death penalty, but logically they could not. Sure, because if it's your child or your friend or your family member, you want them dead. Totally get it. So we'll skip
0: over. This but we room. have to step back. That's why. That's why judges have to be impartial. Yeah, we because... have to step back from imposing the sentence or judging on a trial.
2: Yeah, because people people would also want people dead for offenses that are much lower <laughs> than murder, right. right?
0: If you if I get a bad Google comment, I want them dead.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> you right. know.
0: What about retribution? Is that a legitimate yeah, so
1: issue? Retribution. You've got a sociology degree. Somewhat yeah. So this this desire to see retribution, this punishment thing, can you what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well it it is a legitimate uh, expression of you know of our society's contempt for the actions. And is, you know, not only as part of kind of our, our general principles, but it is enunciated in the criminal code. So for example, when it comes to offenses against children. You know, let's let's assume, for example, guy offends, you know, hmm. abuses a child, does it, you know, uh, uh, I have a case in which this was... And some of
1: the facts can be really brutal and what happens know, to but the this, child this This
2: was quite minor, all right, relatively speaking. The guy has led, it's a historical 30 years. Uh, 30 years. It's from 30 years ago. 30 years ago he has led a pro-social life, not a single other allegation, no indication. So, you know, you're he's not a threat to the public. He is uh no longer, you know, you can't think that he has any the public has any reason to suspect that he's going to commit the crime again. If he had, he would have. Um he is uh, certainly not, uh, you know, needs to be taken out of uh, society for the simple purposes of protecting society. However... He,
0: he has no ongoing risk. He has lived a pro-social life. Yeah. And, uh, and in fact, has led a very good life with contributions to the community. So this was something that happened 30 years ago when he was much, much younger. And,
2: and there's no real need for Rehabilitation. Right, because there's nothing to rehabilitate. However, it's a good point. He is still going to receive a custodial mm-hmm. sentence. Jail. Jail, uh, because the nature of the crime itself requires an amount of denunciation, and that requires jail. Right. Right. So, and that is legitimate. It's it's not something we can we just kind of
1: impact statements for a reason now. Well, but but even, a big fan
2: well no but even because you know there the are whole issues is about victim impact statements um, there's a no, chance no there's judge, a chance to be heard though no judge misses the point right so whether you're inarticulate whether you know uh, you're unable to you know voice how exactly something has been devastated so on and so forth a judge will still appreciate the harm that was caused and in sentence a purpose a person appropriately
1: you know, yeah. judges well actually being, yeah. not a robot we, we saw a case recently where the the uh, the victim actually said yeah no, i wasn't really affected by it i don't really think about it much anymore but but the person was still treated with the seriousness of what had been done well so. the
0: judge uh, substituted their non-harm with harm
1: right yeah because you can presume a certain amount of damage but th- that was the reasoning anyway yeah
0: no but but so, but this is real yeah now yeah. so the judge i'm not being facetious here but the judge said look whether this person appreciates it or not there's harm done psychological emotional and in general there's harm done because of these offenses that's a great example of a, a particular victim saying i'm okay literally saying yeah, i'm okay saying that, no yeah. problems, i'm good i'm playing varsity football i'm okay it's
1: okay yeah
0: but the judge more saying,
1: traumatized by being involved in the police investigation, right? But
0: the judge saying, look, there's, there's an yeah. overarching issue here about harm. Yeah. Right. So that, that just underscores the fact that judges understand this concept. Yeah. So, you know, that
2: arises quite often in situations in which the, uh, complainant slash, you know, victim was a willing participant. So think of instances in which you have underage, uh, sexual activity, um, and the complainant is really the parents, okay, who are, you know, the state that gets involved. The victim yeah. is, uh, you know, loves her boyfriend or, you know, a girlfriend, whatever it is, doesn't want the state to get involved. You know, still wants to be with the person, the, the accused. The accused. Um, but judges come in and say, mm, sorry. Uh, you know we don't.
0: Well, then the prosecution does, right? They prosecute the case. <laughs> We're getting
1: away from death penalty, though. Okay, let's uh, so let's get back to something. That's we can we can gone. skip a couple here. Yeah, no, no, we've I, covered this is them. a good one
0: for me. Okay, methods of execution. Right. So I want to. As it's almost Halloween, Jason, and uh, what's his name, Mike Myers? Halloween. Let's talk about methods of execution. Not the awesome
1: powers, Mike Myers.
0: <laughs> no, no. I always not
1: found not. that so weird that Mike Myers from uh, you know that was it uh friday 13th and halloween halloween it's, uh, halloween yeah the, oh, the new halloween the, the movie. same as the comedian the same name no but
0: seriously they said proponents of alternative methods of state execution argue that the state and federal government have an obligation to carry out the sentence handed down and given recent f-ed up lethal injection executions other message other methods should be explored they're humane
2: like what? Cut their f-ing head off?
1: Well, no. Like somebody in the comments that we read, oh, he okay. wants to bring back the electric chair.
2: The, gu- the guillotine was a more humane method. I
1: was, I was saying right. this she earlier. Said that
0: and my blood curdled.
1: It yeah, was. Yeah, I've heard beheading is actually. Can we have everybody more...
0: watch too?
2: That's why it was. Just that, I, that's, I just
1: can't. I can't. Well, anyway,
2: that's why it's it was fast. introduced.
1: As long as they yeah. get it right on the first strike. No wonder we're doomed <laughs> as
0: a species. No wonder. Well, no. as compared to compared as a to what
2: f- it was species. before, this anyway, is just me- meth. You know, if so the to, next one to,
1: is morality to, to get to get into go. the debate yeah.
2: about how and the efficiency is to have lost the forest for the trees. Once we are yes. debating, you know, how, you know how it should be done is like.
1: Actually, I'm gonna to toss You've this you because the last two are just too technical no, medical it's just professionals' awful. participation because they have an oath So what
0: is it? What is it? To, you know, and then the federal l- let's death penalty get more emails and and comments, please. What is it? What's the fascination with the death penalty? What the f is the fascination? Because here's here's something. When somebody goes to jail for life and they're really a high risk offender, they're in a cell. They don't have a lot of amenities. We have to talk, though. They're in there for a long time every day for the rest of their life. And depending upon the crime, they're always looking over their shoulder because whatever little time they get out of that cell,
1: somebody wants to fucking kill them. Mm -hmm. So every day is torture. One of the things that people say is, Okay, if there's like still we're not one hundred percent sure if they're guilty, then we should just have them in you know life with no parole. But if we know they're
0: guilty, we kill them. If we're not sure they're guilty, we will just give them life.
1: So one of the things that we've mentioned before, and I, we brought this up at the beginning when we first started, why there's one of the so things up. that people think is an absolute smoking gun, he's done, you know, death penalty would be suitable, is if they have a confession. But there are reasons as sane confessions as confessions as are never false.
0: As they are, Confessions are never false. Oh my God! Police know how to get confessions out of police, out of out of uh, out of suspects, and they're all valid.
1: Now we were talking
0: about you know I'm full of shit, right. I'm just bullshit.
1: We were talking about the Reid technique, which is listed on like I have the Wikipedia printout of you it's a can go look at false technique. confessions and and what we know and or don't know about them. Um, but one of the things that's listed in there is actually a police technique called the Reid technique, which and is a, a I technique. love. The first little bit here, uh, for whoever wrote it, well done, says the Reed technique of interrogating suspects was first introduced in the United States in the 40s and 50s by former police officer John Reed. It was intended to replace the beatings that police (laughs) frequently use to elicit information. So this is an interrogation technique intended to replace beatings. And essentially, that's what the read technique does. It's a bullying well, tactic where they don't let the person finish. They lie about having information that you know. It's they all said, we know you did it.
0: of Canada too.
1: I know you they're, they're allowed
0: to lie. You can keep questioning. You can keep them in there for hours as long as you give them McDonald's water or pizza. You you can keep well, going. But what
1: can you not do in Canada? You, you're not permitted to tell them that this is their only chance to uh to make their life easier and that they're
2: and they have a right to counsel
1: they have a right
0: to counsel and a right to vegetables during interrogation
1: vegetables
2: you know i i think the the overarching limit is you can't mislead them about their legal rights right so if you get to the point of saying you know this is the only time you have to tell your version um or if you tell me something um You know, I, you know, maybe we'll go easier on you or uh, your lawyer can't help you. You know, uh, you know, what's your lawyer going to do for you? He's drinking scotch (laughs) while you're here. You know, he doesn't care for you. That's undermining solicitor-client relationship. Those sorts of things.
1: Right. Right. So that
0: was one of the reasons. But, 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 But let's be fair. Okay. Let's be fair for a second. Interrogation is legitimate. Yeah. Period. Police are allowed to interview a suspect and to use methods available to them that are legal mm-hmm. to try and extract evidence. No problem with that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. So. Uh, nor
1: should we, and nor should any of us. One of the things that as I had mentioned as before. As long as it's done within legal bounds. Yeah. Without even reading this, one of the things that I had become aware, because I've, you know, obviously with my nonprofit and stuff, I look into Innocence Project. <laughs> <laughs> no squeaking. Sorry, go ahead. Um, that uh, that it's actually a bit of a problem for immigrants to falsely confess because so they this made... is a very important oh, point. Yes. Finish... Let's talk
0: about cultural yeah. issues.
1: The, so, and I've heard about some of these cases and, and tried to assist with them, but they um, they come from a country where police can kill you or whatever. It's like they're afraid of police. You mean the same countries that have a
0: <laughs> a death penalty?
1: <laughs> and uh, so, let me read them out again. Yeah, you know, that's a great back um so so they just Circle try the to loop. be agreeable and uh and they're afraid to to disagree with the police and so they end up confessing to things f- for that reason and also their language skills might not be all that great. No
0: but just think you come from a country where if you piss in the wind or you protest or you do anything contrary to the you know the uh um uh, the ethos of the government you're f***ed. okay? So you can get brutalized and your rights are gone and you're subjugated in that country, or God forbid, you're you're a person of caste or a particular background that that country f- hates even more than anything else. Mm-hmm.
2: Or and something happens to your family. Something happens, members
0: of your family disappear, yeah. okay? And you come to, you know, somewhere in North America and you're like, oh, f- thank God I'm here, land of opportunity, rights, and all that other sh-. And you wind up wrong in an place, interrogation. Wrong place, wrong time. And then what, what are you doing? You're terrified of anybody with a gun. Mm-hmm. In a position of authority. And what do you do? Well, I'll tell you anything you want to know. I'll just agree with whatever I'll just you I'll disagree because I'm terrified that you'll f-ing kill me.
1: And this is a similar problem with young children because they're, they have... Um been trained basically to follow authority from adults and to agree with people. And no, my kids—they don't give a yeah. shit about authority. They but couldn't care less. It tends to be a more common problem with false confessions in, well, in young people, especially that, if they're not incredibly intelligent.
2: That's why, luckily, you know, we've learned somewhat our lesson, and in Canada, a uh, parent is permitted to be present. Uh, for a young person for a young person right when being charge and
1: you know in terms of popular culture and stuff too most people believe that Brendan dassey in the making a murderer case that that, that was the issue with him
0: no oh, that was insane that was stupid I, I don't even know to go back to talk about it but but, the reality but it's an example is, that
1: people can identify well, with
0: th- th- he was at such a disadvantage that that young man mm-hmm. you know but but incredibly low but I this IQ is what too. I,
1: I, I'm so gonna get
0: in trouble here the United States doesn't just investigate they mediate everything. They make an arrest. There's a press release. They vilify and convict the person in the media before they even can have a trial. So I, I I just can't I just can't deal with that. We don't do that in Canada. It's not done in Great Britain or other countries. It's just unique to the United States. Again, I love our U.S. subscribers. God bless them. And we got to end this soon. Yeah, but just, but it's I a problem. But bad. when we're talking about the death penalty, it's not a joke because people actually want the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm on radio when we're talking about sex assaults or other horrific crimes and i got vilified when i stood up for the supreme court of canada with the uh, striking down consecutive life sentences because i said that's humane it's in it's in line with human rights legislation across the world and and i and you know they people got pissed off
1: about that you should see what happens at the bar going <laughs> <laughs> you know, into i, I agree, but, but, you but know, this is like What is our bloodthirst here? I know.
0: We need civil society and we see so much bad playing out. This is a microcosm or maybe a crucible of understanding what the f*** is wrong with the way we're thinking.
1: And we need a better way to rethink this. So here's something to end on. It's from the Wikipedia article. Again, it says uh, under impact on the judicial process. And it was noted, most people assume that a confession, especially a detailed confession, is by its very nature true confession evidence therefore tends to define the case against a defendant usually overriding any contradictory information or evidence of innocence a suspect's confession sets in motion a seemingly irrefutable presumption of guilt among justice officials the media the public oh i lost my my glasses aren't good enough uh, and disabled. lay lay jurors i just need progressives now This chain of events, in effect, leads each part of the system to be stacked against the individual who confesses. Yeah. And as a result, he is treated more harshly at every stage of the investigative and trial process. He is significantly more likely to be incarcerated before trial, charged, pressured to plead guilty, and convicted.
0: And it happens disproportionately to marginalized communities, people of color, in our our communities in Canada, indigenous individuals. It's bad. It's bad. And that's why we don't need the death penalty. We'll no to the death penalty. for different reasons. The and, and we got to be... And here's another takeaway. Let's be careful about confession evidence. Let's not forget about the frailties of this.
1: I want to quote a Supreme Court comment. We must and can do better.
0: Right on. Cheers. But not about getting convictions. But not about...
1: <laughs> increasing life. convictions. I know. Like, I always like to turn those things against themselves.
2: Right on. Tweet. Leave comments. Share. Yeah. those things.